I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hit Me One More Time, the podcast that looks at the things that we loved as children through the lens of our adult selves and asks, is this good? You know, the eternal question for all things we consume. I'm David Luzader, and with me is my co-captain, wouldn't want to pilot the ship without him, Nick Shermooksness. Hello. Oh, I am so worried for you if that's the case. But hey, everyone. Well, uh, you know, if I die while doing this podcast, you have to take it over. That's what that means. Then I am real sorry for everyone else. <laughs> well, don't worry. This week, you won't be doing the heavy lifting because we have a guest this week. We have uh, a guest that has brought us our wonderful topic, and it's a great guest. I'm so excited to have her here. Monica Stone, a.k.a. Wicked Kitten. She's from all over the Internet. Monica, hello. Hello. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. We're good. How are you? I, I'm well. I think if both of you die, then I get the show. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens. Well, that's, I think that's in the contract. Yeah. I mean, this show mm -hmm. is going to be on the Frog Pants mega feed. So lucky you. Yay. Uh, well, this week, Monica, you have brought to us a topic, and that topic is Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World was an American sitcom that followed Corey Matthews and his family and friends as he grew up in Philadelphia. Airing on ABC from 1993 to 2000, the show followed Corey from middle school through college and focused primarily on his relationships with his girlfriend Topanga, his best friend Sean, his older brother Eric, and their teacher, Mr. Feeney. Now I should say, before we get too far into this show, my dog's name is Topanga, and I'm going to be saying that name a lot, and it's already tripping me up. Topanga! Is the penguin in the room? Is she like constantly looking at you, being like, "What?" She's currently in her nest. Uh, her nest. She doesn't have a bed. She just has like a, a few sheets that she has like pulled and like blankets that she's pulled together into a nest. Wow, dystopian. It's not dystopian. Wait, she's wait, very wait. comfortable. Why did you name her Topanga? She came with that name. She came with that name. Yes, that's she... right. I wonder okay. if whoever had her. Was a fan of this show. So, well, she was a stray, and uh, the SPCA gave her that name, and um, it stuck. So, actually, uh, before we get too far into it, I will say Topanga uh, is a name of a canyon in California, which is where all the hippies congregate, uh, which is where the the name for the character came from. Yep. She started out as a very hippy-dippy character. Yes, she did, and we'll talk That's about true. that a little bit. Um I will say, too, this is one thing I was thinking about today, because um, we watched just some episodes. We didn't sit down and watch seven seasons of Boy Meets World. Uh, so for you, listener, if you want to know what episodes we watched for the episode, I'll put that in the show note. But also make sure that you follow us on Twitter, because I will tweet that out uh, a little bit before the podcast is released. So if you want to follow us, I'll mention that right now. It is hit me one more pod on Twitter and you, you can find what we're watching and uh, what specifically we watched for that thing right there. Before we get into our discussion, though, I think since this is a show that is all about these shows that were important to us, what they mean to us, it's important for us to discuss our personal histories with them. And Monica, since you brought this here, 
to us. I want you to start us off. Tell us about your history with Boy Meets World. Well, it was one of those shows that I found um, as a very young kid. It, uh, being a millennial, we, um, we lived in a very great time where everything was in syndication, whether it was like really old shows or really young shows and everything that was like, I think it was like five years they go into syndication. So we got to grow up with all these shows that we might not have grown up with otherwise. But anyway, so I found the show and the first season uh, grabbed me. It was um, a very wholesome show that kind of like it showed like a home life that I, I guess I kind of wished for that I didn't exactly have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like right away, I felt a, um, what's the word? Like, a, I guess a kinship with the character Corey. Uh, I felt just like him. I felt um, like no one was paying attention to me. That, you know, because there was the older brother and he was always like getting dates and he was so attractive or whatever. And well, in the in the show, they talk about, you know, Corey's looks versus Eric's. And, uh, you know, I guess I just I felt that way, even though I was technically the youngest, I still felt like the middle child for some reason. (laughs) But yeah, so that's what uh, took me into the show. And as the show evolved. Uh, I found myself in the other characters as well as in Sean and eventually Eric, because I'm absolutely insane now. (laughs) So, you know, uh, as the show grew, I grew and, you know, it stays with me. It actually, it, and I will put this out there. Like it is the show that probably had the biggest hand in, um, I guess, forming my comedy. Like, cause Hmm. I, I think of myself as, you know, a funny person and like it, just had this like biting sarcasm in what it said. And these were kids like saying really, you know, smart ass comments and, you know, people like some of the jokes were like totally over my head as a kid. And like, I even found one today, I was watching an episode and just like, I totally wouldn't got that as like a, you know, seven year old or a 10 year old or whatever, but I I got it today. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, So there was, you know, there was comedy for everyone in the show. I, I think that's what I feel. No, I th- I think you're totally right. And the fact that it was on ABC, I think, made that possible for them. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this later when we get into the actual history of the show itself. But the show did have a sequel series called Girl Meets World. And the problem they kept kept coming up against is they were trying to write the show like they were on ABC, which allowed them to to deal with some very frank topics and some difficult stuff and to be kind of adults even with with these kids which you know not not sugarcoating life for these kids uh but disney channel which is where girl meets world was did not want that at all in fact i think when the show ended they had written uh, three episodes that were not on brand for disney channel and they actually refused to show them or i think they have they have shown them but will not show them again Wow. wow. Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> I actually <clears throat> I did watch Girl Meets World. Um it's very enjoyable. It's got it's got the nostalgia factor. If you watched the other show as a kid, you got to see a lot of the characters come back. It was very bittersweet and the kids are great. They're as Scott Johnson would say, like very attractive kids, by the way. <laughs> like like nobody's unattractive in the show. But okay, fine, whatever. You know, I'll deal with it. Um the thing is is it never had the magic of the original series and Mm. to live up to that was already a big 
thing. So probably also the Disney versus, you know, ABC that made it even harder. It -hmm. wasn't a bad show. It just, you know, it just was never going to make it to, you know, seven seasons. Right, right. It could never, because maybe the limitations upon it, it, it could never realize the magic that was Boy Meets World. Uh, but Nick, what is your history with Boy Meets? Do you have a history with Boy Meets World? Well, David, my history with Boy Meets World started yesterday. <laughs> um, I um, So I've definitely known about the show for a long time. I, I very well may have watched an episode here or there, but I, it never really stuck with me. So kind of the opposite of Monica, I guess, in that regard. Um but now, even though I only watched six episodes or so, um, I, I feel like I've seen the whole show, if that if that makes sense. Um, there was definitely something about the show that I was really drawn to, even if it was hard, harder for me, maybe, because I think even you, David, have some experience with the show prior to this. Um, like watching it, I, I, you know, I'm an adult now. I like to think most of the time. Um, and I felt like I couldn't, I was critiquing it as something fresh that I was experiencing now. Cause I was, um, but there was no nostalgia goggles for me to sort of just remember it wistfully and sort of excuse or forgive certain elements. So even though I also like couldn't stop watching, like I never, I never like gave up on any of the episodes or anything. I also felt like, and you probably could see from my text messages, I was still being critical of it, but anyway, yeah, it's been a great relationship <laughs> with, with the show. With the show, yeah. Uh, with you, but yeah, it's been it's been fine. It's, it's been fine, right? It's been very professional um, between us. Uh, yes, you are you are you are not my Sean. I'm just kidding. You are. Don't. Oh no. Oh no. god, is that biting? I me mean, here? like Sean and Corey's relationship; those are giant shoes to fill. It's. I don't yeah. even know if I've ever had a best friend like that. They're, it's. Yeah, they're a beautiful friendship. It was, uh, you know. Like it was the, like it was exactly like I felt like Corey for a while and I felt like Sean because like, you know, his childhood was like not great. And, you know, I understood that. And he had like this inclination to do, you know, destructive and bad things. And Corey was always like the, you know, like the little angel on his shoulder, kind of like talking to him, like getting him to be, you know, more like him, mm-hmm. straighten up and. When, you know, like, I don't know where Sean would be without Corey or where Corey would be without Sean. Or without, and I don't want to get too much into the, the discussion right now, but when I was watching the finale earlier and uh, they're saying goodbye to Mr. Feeney and Sean, <sighs> Sean says to him, you never gave up on me, not even once. And he's like, got tears in his eyes. I was like, oh, I feel this. Mm-hmm. Like that is. It was. Uh, yeah. Mr. Feeney was the teacher you wish you had. Like, I, I don't think that. any, I don't. I don't think that it really exists like teachers who care them. Well, also teacher that follows you through right. every grade. Yeah. It's, um, it's a little that creepy. That just doesn't, maybe a little unrealistic. Happen. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, it's, um, he was a great character mm-hmm. and, um, the, it was, it was real. They all really cared about each other. The chemistry of the cast was obvious. You know, everybody just loved each other and they were sad when they let go. It was, it's really freaking sad. And <laughs> like those, that's why I, I made it really important that those last two episodes were watched because even if you didn't watch the series, it showed you the entire series. It showed you everything. Yeah. Like, and I think, 
I think I got that. Like, even though I've only seen six episodes, like it, it was really kind of cool just jumping like first they're in the sixth grade and now they're like freshmen and now they're seniors and now they're like married or by married, I mean, Topanga and uh, Corey. Um, and I, I think I could just surmise that. And, and I think what it was, was that even though I thought like the friendship between Corey and Sean, you know, I could tell that it was like a really beautiful friendship. I think what I was really feeling could even feel impacted by watching those final episodes was that this was a cast, especially the the younger cast members that had grown up together, much like, say, like the Harry Potter series. And I could feel that there was chemistry and, and a real friendship between them, even if I was having a lot of criticisms about the way that these relationships had developed or felt stunted in certain ways. Um, I could still feel that that energy coming from them. Yeah, Um Absolutely. Before we get too far into the discussion, though, cover a couple more things I want to like cover, and that's that really says a lot about this show that we are immediately just like sharing all these feelings we had. I had a lot of feelings about this show because I grew up with it. Um, I was I was probably a little bit young to be exactly where they were at, but my sister watched this show when I was a kid. And I remember like sitting down and watching episodes with her like I have a very distinct memory of sitting on our parents' bed and watching the episode where uh, Topanga has gone to um, Disney World with, or to Disneyland, I can't remember which one they go to, with like another guy and Corey and Sean like sneak there to to try and woo her back and just the antics they get, like they sleep on uh, on Splash Mountain. I have very specific memories about Boy Meets World to the point where watching this to, uh, today when we watched the episode where um, Eric's on the couch and he does the song for his uh, private eye show. I love that good song. Good looking guy. Like, I started singing it. I It was ingrained. If there's a crime out there, he's gonna comb his hair because he's, he's a, a good looking guy. When the crime breaks out, all the cute girls shout, get the good looking guy. <laughs> when there's a crime out there, he's gonna comb his hair because he's the good looking guy. <laughs> Looking good looking. It was way too catchy. Yeah, it yeah, was ingrained in my brain. And like even more so, I don't want to talk about it too much just yet, but I am so glad that you put and then there was Sean on this watch list because there Best are episode. There are parts like that is legitimately an amazing episode, and there are parts of it that are that I, I reference daily today because of that episode. Um I watched it a lot then after uh, after it was done with its run, because I think it was on like the Disney Channel a whole lot, and I would just put on episodes, and uh, I just I greatly loved it. And I remember the first time I saw the finale, I was so connected to these characters and to what was happening, and you know, I I was at the right age where yeah, watching it, I felt like I was growing up with them, which is part of its success. That I the first time I saw the finale, I cried to. Day when I was watching the finale, I almost cried. It, you guys were talking about the finale. I almost cried. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bringing up, and I felt something, and I almost never react to TV shows, especially ones that I've seen six random episodes of. Yeah, <laughs> you were really jumping all over the place. So for you to have an emotional reaction to it says something. 
it was definitely whiplash though like it really was just like i like just got used to them being like sixth graders and suddenly you're telling me the two seasons later they're freshmen not even like two seasons later like they were in high school the next season i don't know if it's one of those high schools that's like started at like eighth grade or what i, I think yeah i don't it was I also, like their middle school started it like, was they, seventh, middle school was, but they were yeah, it was Sorry. seventh, eighth, freshman, sophomore. It was like it was a weird high school because I didn't have high school like that. It was, you know. Yeah. So when they went from sixth grade, the next year was seventh, and they skipped a year somewhere. I think because all of a sudden they were in regular, like they were freshmen and then sophomores. Yeah. I, I, so they skipped a year. They had to. Who's like? Yeah, I think this grew really big. Just kept getting older. I think. This, yeah, like super fast. Yeah, I think the seasons encompassed multiple years at times, and they just didn't never really talk about it. It's like it's, yeah. Corey it's looks been... completely different from the beginning by the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's... he looks weird. He looks he looks weird. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. I was gonna say he looks different. Even he looks like a Brillo pad. Okay, I just, um, no Brillo don't head. Say that. It wasn't even about him. Stop. <laughs> it wasn't okay. about you. Well, are we gonna get into that episode soon? Yes, yes, we will. Just before to share. Just okay. before we get into that and in our discussion, though, I want to give listeners if you have never watched boy meets world if you have watched boy meets world if you're wondering how the heck did boy meets world come to be well here's how after wrapping production on dinosaurs michael jacobs was pulled aside by a disney executive who told him how valuable the 12 to 14 demographic was and that jacobs was the only person writing for it at the time seeing that sitcoms of the era like family ties and growing pains focused primarily on the oldest child in the family Jacobs designed Boy Meets World to focus instead on a younger sibling and what was going on in his life. Despite a rocky start, I had read that apparently there was a completely different Eric in the original pilot and that uh, Feeney almost didn't do the show because the original pilot was so bad. Uh, Despite a rocky start, the show became a success, lasted for seven seasons, and spawned a sequel series. Girl Meets World aired from 2014 to 2017, and followed the daughter of Cory and Topanga and saw the return of many Boy Meets World characters. That really speaks to the show that they thought, like, hey, let's bring it back for a whole new generation and try to recreate that magic, as we learned, though, from Monica, it didn't quite work. I can't speak to it personally. I, I didn't, you know, like, I'm glad they did it. That's the thing. Like, there was nothing about it that made me go, oh, they ruined the show. They didn't, they did not ruin anything. They didn't ruin your childhood? No, Didn't, like, I don't think they ever could anyway, but like, cause I, it, it well, was just an extension. Right. It, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly the same. It had its own thing to it though. It was nice to see the girls in like the front characters. Cause like, you know, yeah, it's just of its time now. And, uh, just seeing everybody come back, come on, like seeing every yes. character that you loved, seeing what they, you know, Feeney's still alive. Just so you know, he's 92, Surprise. he's 92 he's, years old. I looked it up. He's, wow. Yeah, he was old. He was old then. He's old now. I yeah. know. Just... Him. <laughs> he's he's still kicking it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have been tempted just because people come back. I have been tempted to check out Girl Meets World, but I I don't know. Maybe I'll wait until I have children. Can use them as an excuse to <laughs> to get to watch it. Uh, but let's talk about Boy Meets World right now. I will say first thing. This show is legitimately funny. Like, it was not nostalgically funny. It was, it is well written. The jokes are very solid. Mm-hmm. I, I was laughing a lot. Yes, exactly. Like, the comedy, 
from when I was a kid. I got a lot of it and late. So I'm watching this episode today. It's not, I don't think it's one of the episodes that we're about to talk about, but let me just, I just hey, want to say this one thing. You did extracurriculars. As, well, because I started watching all these episodes. I watched the Girl Meets World. I was watching a lot of stuff now. That's <laughs> your um, credit. Mr. Feeney would be proud. I know, wouldn't he? Um, but there is an episode where uh, the father lets the son stay up listening to a baseball game or watching a baseball game or something. And he's not that Corey's not supposed to tell uh, say anything in front of the mom, but he does by accident. And then the mom gets mad and tell says the father, you're grounded and walks away. And the son goes, can she do that to you? And the father just looks at him and goes, in certain ways. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, I totally didn't get that as a kid. You know, I'm thinking like, you know. I, I don't know. I wasn't thinking like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was thinking, oh, you know, like whatever. He's I don't know. And, like he's a kid too. Yeah. In, <laughs> well, so funny. in one of the episodes that we we watched, uh, Corey is talking about when he first told Topanga that he loves her, and he's telling the mom, but he's talking about it vaguely, so it sounds like they had sex. And her reaction to it is, and like the the way the conversation is handled is very funny. Like she breaks a cup. In the middle of with her hands, thing. yes, with her hands, like she wasn't even covered in blood. It's yeah. crazy, and it, it's oh, it was such like a funny moment, and like I, uh, I really appreciate too that it wasn't the show you know obviously had to skirt around these things they couldn't come out directly and have her be like oh I thought you meant you were having sex because you know it's still like a family sitcom, but they like they still got really close to it and then also never like. He wasn't about to get in trouble for it, I guess, is the part that I really appreciate. Like, it was just like, it was a, it was a scene played for laughs, but it wasn't also, they never, like, stigmatized what was good. If, if that makes sense, does that make sense? Am I just rambling? Yeah, they kind of kept it um, not, like, not teaching you that it was a bad thing to talk to your parents. They wanted, I think the show wanted to show this great relationship that you could talk to your parents about anything and they'll still love you. They will not think badly of you and that you can come to them when something's wrong. You know, mm. it's just like, that's what Corey was. Like he was, he was able to go to his parents, whereas like maybe Sean wasn't. So you kind of yeah. saw that relationship and I don't know, I guess it made you, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I talked to my parents more, but it, it made me feel like I could, I guess. Right. And there's definitely there was moments where the show would get real. Like there was a scene where Eric was on a date with a girl that was the same age. They were both 18. And she talked about how she already had one or two kids, I think. She had, I a, she had a two year old. She had, she had sorry. She had a two year old, uh, you know, saying that she's 18. So clearly she was a teen parent. Um, and it didn't I mean, they didn't make it seem like like Eric didn't necessarily make fun of her. Um, like he wasn't necessarily put off, you know, or anything like that. Like it, it had this moment where I think if you blinked and missed it, like you wouldn't realize like how honest of a discussion they were in a sense having like because Eric was being faced with sort of his own privilege in that sense. Uh, in that scene. So even so, yeah, I would say that they definitely tried to skirt a lot of the time, but they still found ways to bring like real subjects that still feel just as relevant today um, as they did. That's what was impressing me in the first episode we watched, the episode four of season one, I think, well, which is the episode they introduced to Panga, right? I think. Um, I can't remember if she, she was might in have been couple. in another episode before that, but like she was, okay. it was her first she might major have been like a background character. Role. Yeah, I don't think she was. She was not considered a. I don't think she was in the opening credits at that point. No, gotcha. Yeah. So there was so like in that episode, like I was um, impressed. Like they start off the episode like talking about climate change and protecting our environment and like eviscerating a fish and like a vat of acid. <laughs> I was like. 
wow, like that hurts. Like we were having that discussion in 1993 and not much has changed. And I mean, the show didn't know that at the time. Right. But like for, for someone that's so fresh to the show, like I, that, I think that immediately as someone that's passionate about that kind of subject, like that immediately endeared me to it. And I, I was really trying to pay attention to like all the times the show was really trying to speak at the audience. Yeah. No, it definitely, it was not a show that was not afraid to get real in a way that never felt um, really sappy, I think, except for like maybe, huh? That the final episodes were super sappy. Well, no, but I, but I mean like, like it didn't, it didn't feel spoon fed. Like there's a lot no. of shows that they do like the special episodes Very, episode very special episodes. Like, oh, you don't do drugs or don't have sex, kids. It, but like this one never felt that way. It just felt like, like real. Ex- well, ex- you know, like, yes. The the one time that maybe I think they got a little bit very special episode was the Sean drinking episode, um, and I'm I'm about to reference stuff that Nick hasn't seen, so sorry, bud, but I'm sure Monica will remember. Go ahead, uh, yeah, go ahead, it's fine. Well, I mean, like I said, I feel like I've seen the whole show just from six episodes. Sean was very episodes. troubled. Sean was very, he was very troubled. Uh, he was a very troubled kid. He was going through a lot, and I don't blame him for drinking to be honest no 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 i'm just i just remember that episode being a little bit cheesy um but something that nick you mentioned earlier when eric went on that date with the woman who already had a kid at 18 there was actually a whole other episode where he was dating a woman that had a kid and yeah that's right yeah there was a he there was a whole question of like what is his level of responsibility what connection does he feel to her and to this kid um, and it was like another episode where they were just being very frank about something like in the nineties that was still fairly stigmatized. That's yeah. True. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, like it's of its time too. So you can't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, d- but d- I never, I never, I obviously haven't seen the, the drunken show on episode, but I remember when he was going through all that trouble, I had already like, fallen in love with this show and the characters and Sean was like the cool, you know, friend or whatever. And he was just like breaking down all this bad stuff in his life. And, you know, like I cared about what happened to him and, you know, I took seriously that he was like, you know, drinking or whatever the hell he was doing. Like, ah, man, there was that one episode. Do you remember the one episode where he was like, he had the girl that he was like, uh, taken care of, but like Corey thought they were sleeping together or something. Oh no! And then like it was actually because she was being abused by her father or stepfather or something like that. No, I don't. It was a crazy episode, and like I just remember watching that and how cool Corey's parents ended up being in the end. Like they were like to think that you could really go to your parents and just tell them anything because Corey was just like, let's just tell my parents, and Sean didn't. Sean didn't believe that you could just, you know, that you could tell your parents and they'd be, they'd be there for you. Yeah. Cause yeah. And it was, it was a lesson in a, in a way too. Man, I'm going to start crying now. That was a, well, very emotional. We didn't watch this episode, but I mentioned it to Nick. There's also the episode where Sean joins a cult. That happened. In oh Boy yeah. Meets you did World. mention that. Okay. That might be a little cheesy. I'm sorry. <laughs> actually, actually it's handled very realistically strangely enough like the way that sean kind of like falls into the crowd um but all this to say in 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 the in the clip show we saw there at the end uh nick you saw briefly there was an episode where um where sean was dressed like a woman i don't remember the context of exactly why that was happening but this man this was an article 
Yes, that's right. This show was not afraid to like get weird, and I I really appreciate that about it. Mm-hmm. Not even like necessarily in its humor, which like sometimes definitely did, uh, like when Eric lit the dorm room on fire, and immediately there were firemen busting down the door with an axe. Oh yeah, and it's like the same firemen that came to the house, house and the house was on fire too. Did you notice that? Yes. <laughs> Yes. I was like, it's like the same exact fire people. Anyway. That's, but that's, he, what, yeah. Oh, can we talk about Eric's progression, by the way, at some point? No, let's do it now, please. Eric is like, he's the hot older brother. Like, he is just like, he's not a great student, but he's fine. He deals, he's cool. He doesn't want a little brother in high school when he gets to high school. And all of a sudden, like, I think it's in the, the end of the third season, he loses his friggin' mind. Yes. I don't know what happened. It, like, just all of a sudden, he just snapped. And then he's fucking crazy. And re- it's almost like the Homer Simpson thing. How, like, Homer was kind of just like a dad at first. And then he turned into a complete, like moron like it's so it's so weird and so funny and like a lot of the episodes and scenes with him become so surreal I want to say like it actually I don't know it might (laughs) have I don't know if it jumps the shark but I actually really appreciated his craziness in the later seasons like it made me laugh so much like the whole Feeny thing (laughs) just his screaming out like all the time made me laugh like to this day like somebody could yell that out and i'll just start laughing yeah oh man (laughs) as as someone that that has just gotten to experience eric like he definitely went like the first episode yeah he was cool hot brother and then like that i think in or maybe by the third episode i watched he was he graduated high school he was just chilling on the couch which that happens to some people Mm -hmm. um and it but it felt like and sort and I could be totally wrong because, like I said, I've only seen six episodes. But it felt like they maybe tailored Eric in some respects because, in a certain way, because they had to find ways to keep him on the show instead of sending him off to college or doing what have you. Like for me, it was really bizarre, especially in, I'm jumping to the finale now, where like all of them go to New York together. Like in my mind, and this this is just me personally, but I'd be like, okay, like Corey and Topanga, they've worked on their relationship. They're ready to move on to that next step. It doesn't mean that their his, his brotherhood has to end or his friendship has to end, but like they can go make their life together. Instead, it's like, hey, Topanga, everyone's coming with us. Um, but it was Eric, just the three of them that left. Well, no, no, no uh, Sean, Sean goes with them Sean as well. Comes with them too. No, that's what I, that's what I mean. The three of them. Oh, and Eric comes with them as well. Yeah, no, Eric was going oh, with them. He doesn't? Him. Yeah, no, Did Eric he? was, yeah. Are yeah. you sure? Yes. I yeah. totally missed that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he comes, he goes. It's, it's, it's I did it was, not it was realize really that. weird. It's a plot. I know that Sean came with him because it's in the story uh, of Girl Meets World. Man, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And I just watched the episode. Anyway, well, so, go on. So to kind of speak to that a little bit, Eric was originally the, like, the, uh, Alex P. Keaton kind of character, you know, talking about family ties a little bit, or was that, was that family? I don't actually know a ton about yes, that's family it. Ties. Okay, great. So he was supposed to be like the older brother, like, you know, the suave one, the one who was like going on dates and doing all like the cool things. And then just as the show went on, I guess it was just like, I don't know. He's really weird now. He like, I, I, I have pulled up right now the boy meets world wiki because sure. Uh, and one of them, one of the things on here is that he refers to himself mentally as Kyle. What? Yeah, exactly. What? 
Like, what is the... Technically, he plays with squirrels now. So oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We did not even watch the future episode where he becomes plays with squirrels. Oh. What? Yes, there's an episode where weird. where he has a mm-hmm. vision of the future and he's become like a weird hermit and he <sighs> he calls himself plays with squirrels. It's... Oh. It, it's you have to... Yeah, you have to watch Girl Meets World. It, wait. He oh, shows up there. Is he still... Please, oh my goodness! Oh my it's like God. Oh, Uncle Eric. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh. But but I will say they still would have moments of, and there was actually something of this in the show with Sean as well in one of the episodes we watched, where Sean is like, "I'm an idiot savant," uh, where they would still have very grounded moments for Eric that I think kept the character from being too much at times. Um, an episode that got oh, referenced. Yes, the episode that got referenced in the finale that's one actually probably one of my favorite episodes is the one where he's trying to bond with his dad in the way that that Corey has and really struggles with that. Um, And they go and they visit a museum at the end and he has this interpretation of an art piece that seems very on the nose, uh, but like then reveals himself to be a big art fan. And it's just, for me, that's such a great scene. And I think, yes, he's ridiculous, but they kept just enough to not make him obnoxious. Then again, have not watched all seven seasons in like fifteen years, so could be wrong. So, he gets he gets a little a little nutty in the college years. Like he gets super well, super but, crazy. There's right. the honeymoon episode, which is pretty bad. I, if you want to go see bad, I will say the college years are rough. They're not like the. Sean gets weird and, and emotional and mopey and Eric gets real weird. I don't know. The, the college years are okay, but it, 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 it ends before it gets real bad. It, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some good, um, there's some good stuff in the, in the college years. Oh, yeah. I, I do like the, like there's the fighting part, which, you know, I don't know. I just kind of enjoy the fighting. There's an episode where, uh, Ben Savage's brother comes in and he teaches a class and like harasses Topanga or something. It's great. It's a, that's uh, a great episode. Oh, I, I need to talk on that for a second because <laughs> the show that I remember watching when I was a kid and I honestly at this point, I remember very little. I have like flashes in my mind of like the series finale was the Wonder Years. And when I was watching this, I... I did not know that Ben Savage and Fred Savage were brothers. Now, to be, what I mean by that is I didn't know that the character playing Corey was even a savage. Uh, and I kept thinking when we were talking about Girl Meets World, I was like, it's weird that he went back to that because I thought he was doing college with friends around, I think, around the same time. And then I, while we, while you guys were talking, I quickly Googled it because I was going to make a comment about how like my version, my um, Boy Meets World was the Wonder Years. And then I was like, oh my God, they're act there. Those guys are related because I thought it was so weird because they seem so similar. Now my mind is blown. Anyway, continue. <laughs> exactly. I remember that like Wonder Years was way too far in the past for me, but, uh, I don't know. It's funny that it feels even older because it was about like the sixties. So even though it was in the eighties, like it feels older than the eighties. Yeah. Anyway. I should say that I was watching the wonder years on Nick at night. So it was old for me too, but I remember That's getting true. in trouble because I like tried to stay up and watch the serial, I guess series finale to me, even though I'm assuming it had already aired. Um, and uh, apparently I wasn't allowed to do that. And I got, oh, man. remember still, like not being able to stay up and watch stuff that was on right? like after eight or eight, nine or whenever you went to bed. And it was like, 
just it was so frustrating being a kid sometimes. Right. Like the worst moment in my life at that time was no, I'm gonna unplug the computer if you keep trying to fight that boss in a video game. And 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 life has gotten a lot weirder since, but like I just remember like that the these shows kind of bring out that feeling of these of these kids kind of being like they're just they're being in a sense really authentic kids, even though they're scripted and a little rebellious. I mean I don't know where I was going with that. As but. a as a thirty one year old adult, if someone right now unplugged my computer while I was fighting a boss, I'd be pretty upset about it. And as a kid, you can't be upset at your parents because, you know. Right. If my parents did that now, I'd be confused. Like, why are you here? It would be like, "Uh, mom, my roommate just unplugged my computer. Can you please ground him? (laughs) Like it doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, I will say I didn't get into games until later. So I didn't, I didn't really like, I wasn't, I don't know how to, like my brothers had video games, but I never got them. So like, I don't know if it was like a girl thing or they just never thought I was into them or would be into them. But, uh, I got into them well later and here I am. Yeah. Gender politics. Let's get into <laughs> it. Actually, let's get into it briefly. Let's get into Topanga's hippie origins a little bit. Cause that's something that kind of disappears after a time. I, uh, and I, I always explained it with the fact that she, grew up you know her parents were the hippies and even though she still like loves them and believes in a lot of the stuff that they do she grew up to be her own person Mm -hmm. you know so it you know you grow up and you change your parents are the center of your world up to a point in your childhood like if you watch like i think it's the first or second episode of the show there's a there's an episode where Corey like I forget what the hell he does. He tries to like paint shutters for uh, Mr. Feeney. And then he paints, he accidentally like over paints the fence. So he has to like paint the fence again. And he's got to do like this whole thing just because he wants like a super soaker, which they didn't call it a super soaker, but we all know it was a super soaker. (laughs) Legally we cannot. (laughs) Exactly. So like it, and like there's a scene where his father's like, where he has to keep doing it and he's like tired. He wants to go play, but he can't because he has to finish this. And his dad tells him, you know, just go, I'll finish it. And he goes to the park, he comes back and Eric's like sleeping because he worked half a shift and he's exhausted. He's like, I don't know how dad does it. And Corey just looks out the window and the dad's like painting the fence for him. And, you know, Eric's like, he worked a 12 hour shift. He never takes a break. He eats, just, he, eats, he eats his lunch standing up and he's like, my dad's Superman. You know, like it was like that. I forgot where I was going with this, but <laughs> it's like that, um, where was I going? Yeah. Like his dad was like his world. Like he thought his dad was a superhero that he could work all these hours and paint the fence for him. He could do anything. He could fix anything. And, you know, you start to grow up and you start to challenge those, uh, those roles, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like she went there. Like, yeah, now she's a lawyer just, you know, anyone wanted to know the future, she becomes a lawyer. (laughs) That's right. Well, that's, that's what she was working towards, towards the end of boy meets world as well. And I, I think I remember her parents or f- parts of her family showing up later and them still being very, very hippie. And it is definitely this di- this time where she has grown and changed. But uh, yeah, it is, a, like you said, she still embraces the ideology, but she is now her own person. You put it very well. I don't need to, I don't need to put a cherry on it. She did, it's interesting because she did make a comment in the final episode where she tells Mr. Feeney that he was more of a father to her than her own father was. And Ooh. having not seen the episodes with them to get, not uh, with uh, Topanga and her father together, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Wasn't her father played by one of the monkeys or something? Or was that a different episode? 
Oh gosh! Yeah, like it's like a hippie. Like we gotta look back at that, I guess. But like I, or maybe just one of the monkeys guest starred in an episode. Um, you know, I my knowledge only extends so far. I I can't tell you for <laughs> sure. In any case, like he, yeah, he was. It was rough, and then they. I don't know if you remember this, but they moved away. Like I think her junior year, so she she wasn't even living with her parents. Like the last two years of high school or college. So, um, that was, that was an interesting time. I love that when they, like, they proved their love to each other and all that. Mm-hmm. Cause she was supposed to move away. Remember? Oh yes. Remember this? Yes. Yeah. She so she lived me. with her aunt, her aunt for, yes. um, yeah, for the last, was it the last year, maybe it was last senior year or something like that. So just to be clear on the, the, her father's uh, stance, uh, her father, Jedediah Lawrence was played by three different. Yes, I was just looking this up. <laughs> yes. First Peter Tork, then Michael McKean, and then Mark Harelic, which those names mean nothing to me, but maybe they mean something. Oh, well, yeah. Michael. It's, uh, Peter Tork is, uh, uh, shit. Click on his name. I can't see where you are. It's not clickable. I, yeah. Uh, Peter uh, Tork, I think is, isn't he a monkey? Am I wrong? Or is he? Well, you know, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't uh, Google in the middle of it. And yes, he was. Known he was professionally. He's the guitarist of the monkeys. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Peter Tork, last year. Michael McKeon. Oh, that's yeah. so sad. I didn't know that. Nick, um, you Michael, know Michael McKeon, McKeon was one of the dudes from Spinal Tap, you know, or one of the, was it Lenny or Squiggy? It was Lenny, right? From Laverne and Shirley. Oh, he's like yes. a, he's really cool. You, yeah. It, you, you would know Michael McKean if you looked up his roles and saw what you know him from. Uh, but That guy's movies. What are those? What's the Christopher, guy's Christopher name? He makes Guest. All those, like, Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, I needed to get that out. That guy. He <laughs> was on. Uh, I feel like I've seen him in more stuff, but the most recent thing I remember him from is The Good Place. Right? Doesn't he play like the guy that? Never mind. I don't know if anyone's seen it, so I'm actually not going to spoil anything. I have. Uh, seen, yes. Yes. He, yes, yes, he is place. who you think he is in The Good Place. He Stop does. It. <laughs> You're spoiling it for people. Uh, um, he no. is the good but place. I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume you mean God. Anyway, no, but no, 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 no. He's no, also in Clue. He's got a great yes. part in the movie Clue from like 1985. Ooh, oh, I'm using, I'm using Clue as a transition. So before we get into our kind of you know last, uh, hey, how do we feel about Boy Meets World? Let's talk about. And then there was Sean for a few minutes. Yes, one of the the best episodes of anything ever. So I my I'm I'm glad that the spoilers that it ended up all being a dream because I was really put off by the fact that a Eric, who should have been about 20 years old at that point, showed up to hang out at the high school uh, and B um, throws himself on someone who announces herself as a high school student and then just starts making out with her anyway. Also, by the way, it was Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, his Uh, girlfriend at the time, by the way. In real life, really? Yeah. Oh wow! That's good, why. Like, good yeah, for him. I didn't know. Yeah, good I know. for him. I mean, not anymore, but you know. Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> but still, at the he, time, he's hot, man. Oh, he's still. Remember who his current partner is? Like Jennifer Love, who? Wow. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Where I was going with that. I I know what you mean. Like it was it was a surreal episode. I never thought about how old he was or how old she was. Like it just didn't it didn't matter to me at at that age or now even I don't really right. care. But um because uh, it ends up being you know. Ends up being a dream, which it's it's something I'm actually kind of surprised that like it's I knew that something had to be up at first. I thought like 
that like this, you know, because it's a weird sitcom like that. They probably would have orchestrated orchestrated this like fake murder mystery to sort of impart wisdom on the show, which in a sense they did. But I thought that like Mr. Feeney or someone was actually orchestrating it. And then when it turned out to be a dream, I was like, oh, that should have been more obvious to me. (laughs) Yeah, I like that uh, Eric does a lot of the you can tell what year it's from because of his uh, they killed Kenny. And (laughs) which is which is which is crazy to think that. Uh, South Park was on at the time for that to be a timely reference. You'll always remember he was that tall. <laughs> oh my gosh! They killed Kenny! Uh, I still remember that. Um, the, um, the, the biggest things is that uh, this was probably my favorite, one of my favorite, I'm going to say my favorite episode, let's go with that. Because it it has horror. I'm a huge horror fan. I say that very carefully because I don't say the word horror right if I say it fast. <laughs> um, and um, so I loved all the elements of that. I loved, and I loved the humor. It was showed the silliest parts of this show and the whole Jennifer Love Pfefferman thing. It's just, it's so like clever. Like the one where he's on the phone and he's just like, oh, uh, the, is, the, is it the the movie with the hottie hot hot from Party of Five? Oh, you mean Nev Campbell? Yeah, of course. Because it's like she was also the hottie hot hot from Party of Five. So right. it's like, I just thought that was, it's just so great. Like, just like punching her in the face, basically. And just, just so much silliness. Like, Jack was going to jump out the window and what's her name goes and saves Angela, him. And everything's yes. going to be you fine. Can still, you can still Sean make can the, rent. the rent. Yeah. <laughs> there, you can make the rent. And then, whoops, they're dead. There ah. are. There are two things from this episode that I reference a lot. One is we will always remember he was this tall when uh, Kenny gets stabbed through the yes. head and then like his body slumps down and there's the there's the line the pencil line behind him and he points at the top of it. We'll always remember he was this tall. Uh, but then Corey's the humor was always so great. Like yeah. his character's humor was like it was so such a dry delivery that is that is like paramount to like my what i you know mm-hmm. my humor so to yeah. speak uh and then the song that gets sung over the loudspeaker i sing <laughs> a lot to this day just here's, here's a, knife. a knife here's, here's a, gun. a gun here's a gun there'll be fun for everyone death is on the menu tonight yeah <laughs> I forgot about that when I was watching this again, because, um, you know, it's been a few years, maybe, I don't even know how many years. At this point, you know, the years fly by so fast. It feels like it was like five years ago, but maybe it was more. <laughs> wow. And anytime I hear John Adams, I just start singing like, welcome to John Adams High, where you are gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh. And the creepy, what the hell did that Friggin' like, oh my god, the um the janitor is so <laughs> creepy. Just like when he comes in, he's pouring the trash, and he just like points, like, what the hell is the pointing? What, what was that? Like it just doesn't make any sense. It's um it's I know an, it was all a dream, but you know, it's just like it was just so weird. And you it, never see him again. It's an episode or like yeah. Yeah, it's just an episode that I'm surprised they got away with, sort of. Cause like they had to have, they had to have submitted the script and then somebody who read the script at ABC was like, yep, that's good. Go make it. <laughs> I liked it. All the, uh, the references to scream and, um, um, you know, uh, the summer one, what the hell was the summer one called? And I forgot with Jennifer Love Hewitt. 
the uh, oh, oh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, and like all those movies, that was the time that this this episode was happening when Scream was big. When that movie, I forgot the name again. What you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. That was the sequel. We don't talk about that one. Um, And I did like that the like they kept being like, "Oh, this reminds me about like they'll make a reference and then the big blood in the the showers is the name of the reference, right? (laughs) Yeah, very very blood in the showers. This reminds me of that classic horror film, Blood Blood in in the the Showers. showers. (laughs) And then Feeny does it at the end. That's the best. Um, But in real life. Well, I really like that episode for that. It's it's a great episode. You know, I forgot to mention my favorite part from one of the other episodes. If I can make that reference really quickly. Go for it. So there is a scene in um, What I Meant to Say, the episode from, I think, the third season, where Corey uh, tells Topanga that he loves her and she, like, freaks out or whatever. Um, but there's a part where he comes he comes back into the school and uh, he's ta- he sees uh, Sean and he has, like, flowers in his hand. And Sean's trying to tell him, like, now you gave her the power. You're not supposed to give her that, blah, blah, blah. She's trying to, like, get rid of the flowers. So he grabs them from him. And he sees, like, this redheaded jock guy. And he, like, gives him the flowers, right? And the jock guy kind of, like, looks at them, smiles, and he walks away, right? So the episode goes on. And the two guys, uh, Sean and, and Corey, are in the, the room. And they're talking. And they're trying to, like, play act. So they're holding each other's hands. And Corey says something. I can't remember what he says. Something, like, slightly romantic. But they like turn around and everyone's standing in the doorway watching them, including the redheaded guy holding the flowers. Yes. And as he looks at them, he gets this look like and he throws the flowers to the ground, upset and walks away. And it is the funniest thing I have ever seen in any like sitcom ever. Like it's just there's just something about it with the continuity and the I don't know. It just made me laugh and it makes me laugh even to this day. That made me laugh. I don't know why. But I love that scene. Yeah, it's funny. And like one thing I really appreciate about it too is they don't ever punch down then. Like they don't ever make it they it was never uncomfortable that like people were perceiving them as gay in that moment. And it was like they were never like, oh, oh no, 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 no. We're not, you know, it was just like, can we have a moment, please? Uh, yeah, and like that, <laughs> but that, it's like, and they were still making a, a reference to to to, to like the, the jock, especially being gay. But it was never like, even though it was funny, it didn't feel mean per exactly. se. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially for a show, like, I I think I don't know if it was around this. I, I know it was roughly around the same time as Friends and and other shows. Like it wasn't necessarily referenced or like Will and Grace, but it was also a show involving teenagers, and you feel like different like opinions of the time that probably would have been really against um, depicting stuff like that involving teenagers even in sitcoms uh, and i thought that was kind of refreshing that it was just like it was funny but it wasn't mean and it just sort of let it be what it was and then carried on yeah definitely exactly. it wasn't you know it wasn't anything it wasn't i don't know you know it just <laughs> was just really funny that he got upset like he doesn't even know what actually happened nothing was actually like nothing was promised to him it was just flowers so like even if he thought it was a romantic gesture like we never made a commitment like why right. would you be upset if i'm like with another dude i don't know it was just it was just really funny it is like an irrational moment and uh yeah, yeah i always remember that and i feel like i feel like a lot of people didn't see it because i have a weird sense of humor <laughs> and uh i just wanted to bring that up in case anyone's watching go watch that because i love that scene yes well this is a good time now as we're winding down let's ask the question 
Does Boy Meets World stay in the halls of memory, or is it worth visiting again today? Monica, you brought it here to us. I'll let you answer that question first. What do you think? I think uh, absolutely. This show is um, as... um, What's the word I was thinking of? I can't think of the word now. It's... um, it still deals with topics that are just as serious today. And it's, uh, it's just as funny and just as silly as it was back then. Um, I can't say I don't have a bias towards it because (laughs) I mean, we all have our biases, right? Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's part of the, the, what this podcast is supposed to kind of look at. And, Mm -hmm. but I, I'm with you. I have a hard time saying like, Oh, well it's just nostalgia that made me like this because I was legitimately laughing at jokes that I didn't remember and, you know, part of my emotional attachment to the characters is growing up with them. But I think that I am aware enough to know when I can separate that out. And honestly, with this, I was having such a good time that I wouldn't hate watching more of it. Uh, not even wouldn't hate. I, I would watch more of it voluntarily. Yeah. And I think that uh, I guess going forward, because you're you're probably like you're going to have a bunch more episodes after this, but like. As an example, the episodes that I picked for you guys to watch, they're the episodes that I would, you know, say whoever's listening to this, you know, give it a chance and watch because those are like highlights of the show and what I think are the best parts of it. And there are like every season, there's like at least a couple of episodes that I really love and I could have put on that list, but it's just way it would be way too long. So I think if you, you know, start and give an opportunity to those episodes and then see how you like it. I mean, all I'm asking is six episodes, people. Come on, let's do this. All right, go ahead. Well, so then Nick now is someone who did not have fond memories of it, who is coming from it entirely blank. Do you think that the show is something people could visit today? Or, you know, Armonic and I just too in love with it to see it for what it is. Well, you know, it's like it was yesterday that I first experienced it. And it was. Um I I think it's a show, so I'm just going to, spoiler alert, like, I think it's still a good show um, from the six episodes that I saw. Um, production value-wise, sure, it's very much stuck stuck, stuck in the, the 90s, but I, like Monica said, and especially, like, I, I think I had referenced before, like, the environmental issues, like, there was so much in terms of what they, how they would talk about relationship dynamics or, or social or political issues, um, while even done in sort of a fun light with, within the, the, the confines of the sitcom that I, like you're saying, it's just as relevant today. The scripting, while cheesy, I think wouldn't be any more cheesy than a sitcom that would come out now. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's a very effective show. Uh, I did feel, despite maybe some of my more like, okay, I don't have a nostalgia factor to this, like I'm being extra critical, It, I still kind of want to go back and watch the rest of it to, to fill in those blanks. Well, there you go. I think we can safely say that uh, that Boy Meets World is a show that definitely had merit, definitely had a reason that people loved it, and is something that you shouldn't feel ashamed if you're still watching now. Go out to the streets, announce it to everyone. You're a Boy Meets World head. It doesn't really have like a catchy fandom name. What would that? Uh, no, no, I just boy uh, boy like, meters. Ooh, boy, no, nope, nope. That's, that's no, that's no, like, no. Sorry, sorry. like an ass for meeting people. Meters. Yeah, meters. Just, no. meters. Ooh, okay, well, I'm gonna hard write out of this, and uh, <laughs> like and listeners. And then meter 
Okay, you know, you're I'm I'm cutting you off there. Maybe you should like take him out of the call or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but listeners, we want to know, do you think that we're crazy here? Are we all are we all taking crazy pills? You can definitely let us know. You can email us at hitmeonemorepod at gmail.com or you can let us know on Twitter at hitmeonemorepod. Now, before we get out of here, we got to know where you can find us. And Monica, where can the the people listening right now get more of the great content that you provide? Well, let's see. There are many places to get in contact with Um, uh, First and foremost, Twitter, uh, at WickedKitten13. You will find out where I'm guesting because I guest on things. Like this thing. So if you follow me, then you'll know, but you probably already follow. Anyway, so um, aside from that, I stream on Twitch. So if you want to watch me play some Hearthstone, some Heroes of the Storm, or maybe ramble into the camera or something, I'll be at twitch.tv slash wickedkitten13. And if you like D&D, I do a D&D podcast. It's called Feats of Fellowship. Um, that's from the Spazbot Studios network of podcasts. So you should check that out. We do it every... Hmm. We do it every other Tuesday, but we actually did it last night, so there should be an episode up there now or something somewhere. <laughs> this will be yeah, coming out or, in uh, a few weeks, so you know it'll be yeah, it'll have been out there for a bit. Is. Who knows? You can go on Twitch and watch it though. So watch it at Spazbot Studios on on the Twitchies. So Twitch. You know how to do that. Anyway, or follow us on Twitter f o f d n d. And um, hey. Remember that we are in the middle of uh, of a hiatus, I guess you would call it, of um, America's Next Top Podcaster, which uh, some of us have been on. <laughs> it's true. I mean, some of us didn't I heard win. He was but, you know, okay. I heard he was okay. Yeah, I didn't win, but you know, it's fine. Um, oh. Yeah. So you should, you know, check that out because season two is really good. I mean, season one was amazing for like, the first few episodes. Oh, Monica. Well, I'm sorry. Two... We're losing you. Oh, no. Something's happening. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. So check out the show um, and check out all that. And bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Nick, where should people be turning for whatever it is you do? Uh, given that I'm still a bit of a cave person, uh, you can find me catching up on Boy Meets World uh, for now. And then maybe eventually I'll find my way onto the interwebs. Okay, great. And people, if you want to find me, you can find me under the username Davluz, that is D-A-V-L-U-Z. So Twitter and Instagram, find me there, follow me, and I'm sure something will eventually compel you to chuckle in your head. That's going to do it for us here on Hit Me One More Time. Thank you so much for listening. Monica, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Oh, oh good. I'm glad. And listeners, we will see you next episode. Uh, Just a quick programming note, if you're still listening right now, good for you. Uh, This episode is coming out the same week as the first episode did. From here on out, episodes will be weekly, so you'll not be getting two episodes per week. I just want people to have a little more to listen to in the initial release. But we will be weekly going forward, and you can find out what the release schedule will be on our Twitter. But until next time, y'all just... Stay frosty out there. Oh, God, I need to sign off. Oof. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) 